Hello, hello. I have a really exciting episode today for you. How would you like to sit in on the conversation between two successful entrepreneur moms talking business, strategies, legions, conversions, and kids, productivity, and how to manage it all? Well, this is what I have in store for you. I'm speaking with my dear friend, Rachel Ngom. And Rachel went from living on food stamps with negative $400 in her checking account to being a millionaire by age of 34. So it's really powerful conversation today for you. So how do you create generational wealth for you and your family without feeling burnt out, overwhelmed or sacrificing that special time with your family and friends? And how to run your business like a true CEO? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, I'm Elena Dacus and I'm founder and CEO of Bossy Hills. And for the last 20 years, I have been buying and selling companies. I have bought and sold over 50 companies worth over 10 billion US dollars and open the lids to hundreds of businesses to see what works from the inside. Why is it that one company has everything going for it? Celebrity status, huge following, but underneath it all the founder is trapped within its business, hating its clients, can't exit and can't scale. And those elements over the last 20 years what successful companies had in common and what failed businesses missed to implement is what I have put into my signature framework powerhouse CEO. And those are the insights I will be sharing with you every single week. Hello, hello. Super exciting episode today. I have my dear friend, Rachel Ngom, with me today, and we're going to have a really exciting conversation, really talking about lead gen strategies and really how to have more, hell yes, buying clients in coming into your business as quickly as possible. Welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to speak to you today. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So why don't you, can you introduce maybe people who don't know you uh, a little bit about you, your story, what you do and who you help? Yeah. So I'm Rachel Ngom. I'm a mom of two, TJ's nine, Gabrielle's two, uh, married for 12 years. I have my master's in social work um, that I don't use. I couldn't find a job, ended up um, on food stamps, negative $400 in our checking account. And I became an entrepreneur out of desperation, not inspiration. Um, joined a network marketing company, uh, struggled for a while, but eventually figured out how to use social media to really grow that business to six figures. Um, and life was great within that really had to learn burnout and, um, burned out really bad in that business. So, uh, when I started this business, um, it was more so how can I grow and scale an online business with while prioritizing my family. Um, so in my network marketing business, one of the things that I was doing was using Pinterest for lead gen. And I was teaching other people in my network marketing company how they could use Pinterest for lead gen because I was able to sponsor like hundreds of people in my organization. Um, and so then when I started this business, that was kind of like the natural evolution of teaching Pinterest for lead gen to love it. Um, and then as I grew this business, what I really have seen, like once you get to the six figure, multiple six figure mark is you you try to do all the things and you have a really hard time growing and scaling the business and the team at the same time. And so they end up 
like really burning out, hustling, working to 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, trying to do all the things. And then it ends up being them or their family that is kind of being sacrificed at the expense of the business. So that's uh, what I've been called to kind of lean into in this season is teaching how to create a business where you can really put your health and your family first at the same time. Yeah, I love that. So let's let's perhaps start uh, start there because I think what you've just mentioned is really resonating with a lot of people. This idea of burnout, because yeah. I think there's some kind of people. You know, they all have different backgrounds. Obviously, your journey in entrepreneurship was different, but people always think of I'm going to start my own business. It's going to give me freedom. I'm going to yeah. work less. I'm not going to have my b- boss, yeah. and they have all those reasons. And then, indeed, like very quickly down the line, they find themselves working longer than they have ever done. Oh yeah. They end up creating another job for themselves, but it's a more stressful job because all everything's on them and they're trying to do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that? Was that for you that like you were just, you know, obviously you were already very successful, Yeah. but it was a lot of sacrificing and spending. Oh, yeah. I was working 24 seven. I didn't have any boundaries set up. I was just like, let's go. I was so goal oriented of like, I want to achieve the next rank in the company and do this and do this. I um, got adrenal fatigue, leaky gut. I gained 30 pounds. I was getting sick every single month. I got like strep throat and then the flu and then strep throat again and an infection. And so I was legit like on the couch. And my son is one at the time when we lived on a horse property, he wanted to be like out running and playing. And I was trying to pin him in with the baby gate and the couch and just so I could lay down on the couch and rest because I did not have the energy to chase him um and I was like oh man I gotta I gotta change something this isn't working this isn't working wow and then of course the pin interest and really that journey so of course you teach a lot of your clients this strategy and I know a lot of people listening one of the questions one of the challenges they have right now in their business they want to have more people on their email list they want to have more leads yeah so what can they think about how to really grow that? Let's say someone who maybe has, you know, a couple of thousand, maybe has a thousand, but actually wants to really scale that. Yeah. Uh, what is it that they can do? How Pinterest can help them? Yeah. Well, it needs to be your number one focus. And so every day you should be asking yourself two things. How can I grow my email list and how can I make an offer today? As a business owner, those are the two core things that you should be doing. It's not how can I create more graphics in Canva or how can I post another Insta story or another reel? It's no, how can I grow my email list? How can I make an offer? And so when you kind of shift your focus to only those two things, your business will grow because you're not going to be inundated with like all the other, like all the noise that's out there of like, you should be on TikTok and creating reels and like all this stuff. It's like, no, no, no. I got two things that I'm doing today. And all, all things revolve around these two things. So just make that shift alone. Like that'll, that'll change things. Yeah. I think it's, it's so important because you know, there's people say all the time and that's understandable because online space is an information, it's an information based business, right? So a lot of people that get distracted by different strategies or is it TikTok? Should I be on TikTok? Should I be doing this? Or should I be actually on LinkedIn? Should I be writing articles for LinkedIn? So they get distracted. Blinders on, like you got to have blinders on I my social media manager created a TikTok account for us I don't even know what the login is like so I don't even have TikTok on my phone we have one but I'm like we're not focused there right it's like you can be on LinkedIn great I don't know I don't think we're doing anything on LinkedIn because I know like you have to be focused on one main strategy and get really good at that one main thing you can't be good at everything so pick your thing like what do you want to be known for and go all in on that 
Yeah, absolutely. So Pinterest, is it necessary? So do you think like so- someone needs to have a podcast and is the strategy then creating a blog or is it creating yeah. a blog? So you could take your podcast and now with AI and chat GPT, you can take the podcast and say, put, create this into detailed show notes or transcribe it. So you don't even need a social media manager to do this for you. So then chat GPT is going to do that and create that show notes for you that then you could have someone create a Pinterest pin and put it up on Pinterest. So that way you're driving traffic from Pinterest to something that you're already doing. Like you're already taking the time to create the podcast. Pins last 1,600 times longer than Facebook or Instagram posts. So it's like, why not? I know, should we stop there? Can we just stop there? Just pause this for a second. And can you just repeat this one more time for people to really, really land this? Because I think this is- the life of a pin is 1,600 times longer than a Facebook or Instagram post. So I'm like, how can you work smarter, not harder? How can you take the content that you're already creating and just make it last that much longer for you? So you're already putting in the hard work of doing the podcast. Let AI do some of the work of creating, you know, the show notes and then just hire a social like media manager or Pinterest manager to create a pin and put it on Pinterest. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And then effectively, then what you do is then you have a, your lead magnet linked yep. to your blog or Pinterest, uh, you know, this article. And then every time people Google, and I guess this is the way the workflow will work. Someone goes on Pinterest, they Google yep. a keyword yes. that related to your podcast or your blog or whatever article you put in on it and your article will come up. Yes. So Pinterest is a search engine. That's what makes it different. So you want to understand what your ideal client is searching for on the platform. So when they search for, um, for example, uh, one of my um, blogs for my fitness posts that's still up and I haven't touched this blog in over five years. I created this post six to seven years ago. It's still ranking at the top of Pinterest, Wow, uh, which is crazy. It's still driving like thousands of people to our blog every single month, six years later. Um, It's endomorph diet plan for beginners. And so that is super niche. So it's not just fitness. It's not just weight loss. It's somebody who's searching for like very specific how to eat for their body type. And then they know like they're an endomorph. So that's an example of a long tail keyword that you can use on the platform. Another one, that one's like super niche, which is why it's done so well. Like the niche, more niche down, you can get the better. And um, for this business, I could use how to use Pinterest for business. So that can be example of a long tail keyword, how to use Pinterest for business. Um, And so we would use that in our pin description when we upload the pin, that pin drives traffic to that blog post where I'm then adding value in that post. In that blog post, we have like a content upgrade or a freebie within that post where like, hey, you liked this, make sure to get this free guide that's going to help you X, Y, Z. Because you already warmed them up and you added value to them, right? They're going to be way more likely to opt in and get your free thing. And then they're on your email list. Then you can market to them with anything that you have going on. And that's a free lead, but a boom. Bada boom. And what I love about this, I, this because when people are searching, you see, this is what I love about it. It's not that you're distraction marketing, you you know, an Instagram or an ad. You're trying to distract them while they're doing something else. Here, they're yes. actually looking for that keyword. They're yes. actively searching for the solution to their problem. Yes. And here you are. And here's a, and then especially if it's connected, like what you were saying, it's connected to your offer, then everything follows up really beautifully. That's amazing. Yeah. Great quality lead. Great quality lead. Amazing. So that's just really powerful. Anything else that people can be thinking about how they can add more email subscribers to their list? Um, Outside of Pinterest? Yeah. 
or yeah. in Pinterest, anything else that. I mean, yeah. so if you ask yourself the question, what can I do to grow my list today? There's so many strategies that you can do. One of the things that has worked really well for us this past year is we do Facebook ads to a hybrid webinar that we're running every week. Um, and that way, like this past week, we grew our list by 900 with that one webinar, but then we're profiting. It's a profitable webinar. So it's like, we might profit $9,000 off of that webinar that week as we grow and scale it. Um, so that's something that we're doing that's working really well. It's just like, we look at all the different things of like, okay, so we can be on Pinterest. That's awesome. We have our podcast. So in our podcast, we're bringing people onto our email list. And then we're like, okay, paid traffic. It's expensive now. Yes. However, if you can figure out the paid traffic game, then you can scale and then you can dominate. So like our webinar has done so well. So we just keep scaling it and spending more on ads there too. So yeah. That's, that's and what's the idea way. of hybrid webinar? What, 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 so it's which... a webinar. So it's not evergreen and it's not live. So evergreen does not convert like it used to. We used to have an evergreen webinar and it was awesome. It was like $3 a lead um, and it converted like gangbusters. It was great. Um, so they don't work anymore. The hybrid is where you show up live at a certain time and you greet people and you're like, hey, welcome, welcome. So happy you're here. And then you play a video and the video is a recorded webinar that you've done in the past. And then after that, so during that part, like an hour, you can work and get stuff done. And then you do live Q&A at the end. Uh, okay. So it's scheduled a certain time. So it's, it's not scheduled at a certain time. So it's not evergreen. So they got to show up at that time. Um, and you do it every week. And that way, when you do it every week, you never have to turn your ads off. And that way you get to optimize your ad spend and your cost per lead goes down. Yeah. I, th yeah, absolutely. So that's a really good idea. Isn't it? So, so you don't have to be like, come up with all the energy. The, the, the recorded is pre-recorded. You're yes. just there for the Q and A and you're there yes. supporting them live. Yes. Um, amazing. That has and been the game changer for us doing that this past year. Like that's been huge. Yeah. We, had, and we didn't even do any big launches. We did no launches, no challenges, nothing. It was just like, let's just do this webinar. And then we did, um, like calls on the back end, rolling and rolling into our high ticket offer. It was yeah. those two things that we focused on. Yeah, amazing. No, that's exactly actually what we do in my business as well. Is this kind of the? I sometimes I do a mixture. Sometimes I do live, but we also have an evergreen funnel, and that's yeah. exactly how it works. Uh, because really, people need to hear you speak. People have this. Yeah. Maybe people have this assumption that people can just watch your reel or just watch your three second story, and then yeah. they're gonna pull up their credit card and start buying a really high ticket thing immediately. Yeah, they need to be connected to you. They need to be connected. They need yeah. to be connected. Um, so this is really cool, isn't it? And then you just, I guess the good advantage of that people, if they don't want to do a live webinar every time and they feel like, yeah. oh my word, I can't do this every week. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great alternative because you've done a really good one that, you know, converts. So just, yep. and I guess from an audience perspective, I guess it's like webinar jam or something. Yeah. yeah. And they know it, it from experience, they think it's live. Yeah. And then we have someone on our team that's on there managing um, the chat and moving questions to the Q&A. And I, we just tell everyone I do Q&A at the end. Um, and then you you come on at the end yeah. and here you go. Oh, yeah. this is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. Because people also love the Q&A bit. I think this is where. Yes. That's what sells the offer. 
you know, like, cause especially with mine, because like, it's such a unique offer and a lot of them never even thought about using Pinterest for their business. And so they're, all their questions are like, can I use it for my business? So I have to be on live the last 15 minutes to reassure them. Yes, you can use it for your business. Um, not everyone might have an offer like that specifically, but for ours, we find that Q and A works really well. Yeah. Q and A is amazing. And what is kind of, and you are doing what kind of cost per lead are you seeing on Facebook ads for something like that? uh between nine and twelve dollars which is great which is really good especially our our epl with the last one was like 18 or 19 dollars perfect perfect you can be spending spend it's like i'd like spend more spend more so now we're at like fifteen hundred dollars a day and so like as he's optimizing that we'll keep an eye on it yeah absolutely amazing so tell us i know you've got a challenge coming up so tell us more about the challenge yeah who who it's for what people are gonna get this is really exciting yeah. So the challenge is how to five X your profit and joy. And so how we talked about the burnout of how, like I see entrepreneurs working harder and harder and harder. So over the course of the five days, I want to help you actually figure out how you can five X your profit without putting more on your plate. Um, so that's the whole goal of the challenge. And I'm really, I'm really excited. Um, so if you want to register, just go to challengewithrachel.com forward slash five X. Fantastic. And we're going to link the uh, link in the show notes. So you can grab it from there as well. Amazing. Because I guess that's another thing. So as you were talking that your journey from going from burnout and then really working what? 20 hours per week. What is kind of your max? Goal? 20 hours a week. Um, I work between 10 and 3, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I take Fridays off. So this Friday, yeah. I'm going to Same go here, by the way. I do the same thing. 90 Friday's- minute massage and, um, you know, some self-care time. Yeah, actually, so. Friday is my favorite. You know, not not my favorite day, but it's Friday is my self care day. Yeah, is, is the is the day where I do goes to sauna. <laughs> all sorts yeah, of it's so important. Like it's like we pour into people all throughout the week, and we're like getting stuff done. We're working hard, so it's really important that you have that time that you can take care of yourself too. Yeah, and I guess it's also coincide. I guess with the school hours for the kids, right? So, yep. is that the thinking that when you're working with the kids, and then once so tell me more about your transition, because I know a lot of women, especially entrepreneurs, they struggle with this transition, especially with their offices at home. Yeah. Right. You finish at three. What does your transition looks like into your family time? Yeah. So I finish at three, sometimes before, sometimes I don't go straight until three. It just depends on like how my calls are scheduled that day. Um, my son, he rides his bike home from school. So he's usually, he's done at school at three and he's usually back by three fifteen, three twenty. 20. Um, so between three and three twenty, that's when I might be like, chill, like yeah. take a breath, you know, of like, all right, now I'm transitioning from work mode to mom mode. And then I'll go pick up my daughter, um, from daycare. She's like right down the street. So I'll go get her. Um, and then I'm, really trying to be unplugged. So it's like my work is in the office and when they're home, I'm with them. I'm not, you know, working anymore. I got what I needed to get done during those work times. So then I can really make sure they are taken care of TJ's um, playing travel baseball right now. So it's like, all right, we're doing travel baseball every day, basically. And then Gabrielle's starting soccer. It's so cute. Cause she's, oh, so she's cute. almost three, uh, but I'm really excited to, to watch her play, but it's like, I want to make sure my kids know they are the top priority, not my business. I don't want them to see me on my phone all the time or taking calls or checking emails. I want them to know like mom is here. Mom cares about you. 
Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? It's so important. And I know it's a challenge for lots of people listening. And, you know, it's it, because you want to be sometimes in two places. You And I think this is where I think a lot of women feel, right, is this idea of guilt. I'm guilty mm-hmm. when I'm with my family because I could yeah. be growing my business more. Yeah. I'm guilty if I'm not with my family, if I'm in the business because I could do more for my family. So I think this idea of guilt-ridden 24-7, which so many women 100%. experience. Hundred percent. I'll be talking about that during the challenge of like what are Amazing. some really specific things that you can get off of your plate um, in your business and in your life in general. So I just had three beautiful women here cleaning our house while I'm in my office, and they just left. Um, so it's like I don't need to be the one doing all of that, right? Like I can be here because I know this is a better return on my investment of my time, right? Yeah. Um, but I'll be talking about like how you can outsource your life, how you can outsource your business, and how you can do both things well. Amazing. So actually, if someone is struggling to find that balance or wants to be more pro, 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 productive and more effective in that time and get more stuff done, but also be with the family, this challenge is actually an amazing thing. And what a great time exactly. to do it, right? End of January, yes. start of the year to really set you up on a really good kind of mindset and a strategy. Amazing. Yep. yep. Tell us more about your team, because I've interacted with your team. I think your team is fantastic. So tell us more about your team, the structure, how you manage it, how you actually, because you're also someone who, and I don't know whether that's an assumption, but you like to do stuff like you you like to get things done. Yeah. You know, I get, and tell me more about the transition, hiring, finding the right people and focusing what they should do versus what you should do. How, what is your thinking around it? Yeah. So I guess I'll give you like the evolution of who we had first. We just had a virtual assistant. Um, and I realized that our virtual assistant in the Philippines couldn't handle some of the higher level stuff. So we hired a higher level virtual assistant, Ariana. I was paying her, I think like $40 an hour. Um, but she, what I noticed like five years ago or more, I was getting stuck in active campaign and click funnels and I was like ripping my hair out. And so what, what I realized through that is that is not my zone of genius. God did not put me on this planet to um, get stuck in active campaign. So I don't go in there. I don't know how the automations are set up. I got nothing. Um, I, all I go, sometimes I look in there and I'm like, Ooh, look at our list now. Like, this is cool. Um, but Ariana, stepped in as the high level virtual assistant from there we hired lizzie to do our social media um and then we hired let's see julie she ended up taking over some of the higher level virtual assistant work and ariana stepped into being our obm so online business manager we hired michelle to do our customer service so she's the one responding to all of my emails, all of our text messages, all of our DMs. If there's anything that needs my attention, um, she'll flag it for me. But that happens rarely. Like I go into my inbox once or twice a week because we set up SOPs based off of email responses. So she has all the templates of what she needs. Wow, to that's amazing in itself. That'd be yeah. like that. Yeah. So um, I have my own little folder. So like she goes through the main folder and then if anything needs my attention, I have my own little folder that I check every once in a while. Um, Michelle, Julie, and Lizzie all report to Ariana. So none of them come to me with anything. So all of them oversee Ariana. Uh, Ariana oversees all of them. So we have tasks set up in active or not active in Asana. And yeah. so in Asana, Ariana creates the project management board and then everyone has their tasks that they're assigned to. So they go in there. Um, 
we hired Helen to be our head coach of our program. So that way I didn't have to be the only person responsible for overseeing our program activate. So she stepped in as the head coach and then she has hired coaches for our program. So our students get to meet with an activate coach twice per month. So Helen is responsible for training, onboarding, um, that entire program. So she oversees all of that. So we have Helen plus our activate coaches. Then, let's and how see. was how was your what was your journey to find in Helen? Helen was one of my students, and she fell in love with the program and our team and our culture. And so, when I said I wanted to bring this person on board, she reached out to me immediately and was like, "I want to be that person." Um, we have since kind of outgrown her because we realized she's part-time. We need someone full-time in that role. So we're actually hiring right now for a director of client experience um, that's going to take over that role and we'll be really, really be focused on retention, on upsells and referrals. Uh, we have built out our sales team. So we have, we hired Tara as our setter. She was setting calls for me to then close. Um, so that was great. And then we hired Elisa to step in and take over my job as a closer. So Elisa is now closing. Then we hired two more setters, Emma and Malik that we have just onboarded a couple weeks ago. They're going to step in as setters. Tara's going to move into a closer role. So now we have two setters. Two and is that, and on and this transition, the journey was because obviously you run in your hybrid webinars there's a lot of people on a weekly basis so many to leads. talk so many leads so right? many leads tara's calendar is booked solid she has eight to ten calls per day just from the automatic systems that we have in place so we right now have 900 leads that we can't connect with on a deeper level so we have to hire people to be able to do outbound calls yeah. um and especially with our challenge coming up too so right now two setters two closers I'm sure we're going to max them out soon. So then we'll need to <laughs> another setter, another closer. Um, and then let's see who else we like. We have a CPA, a bookkeeper. We are up leveling our CPA. We hired when my husband found out how much money we spent on taxes this past year. He's like, we got to fix that. Um, so that has been our main focus. We read Tom Wheelwright's book, Tax-Free Wealth. And then we hired his company, Wealthability. Um, Ooh, let, so let's, we're meeting which book our, is that? Because people, I think people are going to want to know that book. <laughs> Tax-Free Wealth by Tom Wheelwright. And Amazing. then he has his company, WealthAbility. I can't recommend it yet because we have our first call Amazing. with our CPA tomorrow. Um, so I'll let you know, but they'll be able to take like, because we have an equestrian property in America. We're running businesses in Senegal. We have a car rental company, a chicken coop. Like we have all these things that we could be using to offset my income um, that we're not really. Uh, so we have a lot of growth in that area. And so that's our main focus this year is like the real estate, the depreciation, all that stuff working with that CPA. Who am I missing? Am I missing anybody? I think that's good. That's good. It's good, isn't it? So there's a lot of people. Oh, my mom. Uh, she gets paid in um, grandchildren cuddles. But like as we're hosting our event coming up, she she's like our event coordinator. So she's the one that's been like in, in charge of overseeing the event. Yeah. And what was your first, like, when was your kind of decision? Was What was your thing, you thinking, actually, we have a VA, but I need... I need to make, was it like a conscious decision? I want to work less. Therefore I need to take things off my plate. Yeah. Because I think that decision, I see a lot of my clients, a lot of people I work with, like that decision when, especially someone who's really good and they can do everything themselves, you know, they're yeah, like yeah. writing funnels, they're putting ads together, they're doing everything themselves and they're good at it, but then they 
question is, should you be doing it? No, you shouldn't. Your job should be to stay as much in the visionary of the company and leading your people. And so, yes, I could probably figure out Facebook ads. I could probably figure out active campaign. I could probably figure out click funnels, but then my impact and my reach is so limited. And so I'm more focused on really pouring into our team, helping them succeed, creating the vision of the company. And then the team executes around that vision. So I distinctly remember my very first mastermind that I was a part of. This was maybe January of 2018. Like I started this business in August of 2017. So I remember sitting around like with my mastermind and saying, all right, we made $10,000 this past month. We spent $5,000. So our profit was like 50% what do I need to invest in next? Cause I was clueless. You know, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You just kind of start, you figure it out. Um, and that's when like we were chatting about all the things that I was doing and where I was like kind of getting stuck in the weeds. And that's when we came to the decision I needed to bring in Ariana as a high level virtual assistant. So that was like one of the bigger investments that I made as I was growing the business when we were just doing like 10 K a month. Yeah. And it probably was quite scary because, you know, 50% profit only. Now you're like, wow, I have to give a chunk of this money to bring to an employee like that. You know, that is. She was not, she's never been an employee. She has been a contractor and I started her maybe 10 hours a month because I remember when she came in and she goes, I know your business is your baby and I'm going to treat it as such. So like that made me feel so good. So I started her, I think it was only 10 hours a month, maybe 20. Uh, Now she's up to 40 hours a month because when you get the right person, if they are super efficient, she is so efficient with her time. And because she's only doing high level stuff, she's delegating to everyone else. Um, she can, she can get a lot done in those 40 hours. But I think when we first hired her, it was like 10 hours a month just to get the system set up in the first part. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And then really, I guess, was it just the fact that you now saw it's working with her and you were like, wow, I, or was it the fact that the revenue was growing and the revenue was growing fast and you were like, wow, I'm getting squeezed. I need to sort this issue now. The revenue was growing and we were, we were selling our course pin with purpose. And then I was bringing on coaching clients and it was more of, I want to make this offer legit. So at that point, that's when I hired a copywriter and a designer and I invested $5,000 for them to make my Pinterest funnel for me, which has since brought in, that's our million dollar award Yes, uh, from click funnels. And so that $5,000 like paid itself back in dividends. So that was one of the next big investments we made is like, I created this program, but I just made the sales page myself in WordPress. Uh, so we need to make it a little bit more legit, um, create that program more legit. So we hired somebody to do that for us. So Amazing. And would you say like, go, if you think about your journey, like it's been quite a journey yeah. and now you're running this company, you have all these people, there's all the moving parts. And especially looking back at what you started, right? Uh, was that what mindset work? Like what you had to do? Like, what is it that you had to overcome in yourself to get to your, to where you are right now? Oh my gosh. You're constantly doing mindset work always. Like you never hit a point where you think like I've arrived. So like now that I've gotten to this point, I'm like, what does our next level look like? What is it going to require of me? What are some internal blocks that I might have to work through in order to get there? So there might be like a belief of, am I worthy or am I capable of creating a business at this size? Or, 
you might have the the belief in your head of, okay, if I have a million dollar business, that means I won't have time for my family. So then you like pretend like you sabotage yourself. So you don't have the million dollar business because you have that internal belief that you won't have time for your family. If your business is that successful. That is huge, by the way. I think yes. so many women have this, but this unconscious. Yes. So they don't, they don't realize they're doing it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's huge because I see this a lot, actually, as someone I was recently was working and they've got everything like the business is nearly on a kind of seven figure level, but they're just not hitting it. The only reason why they're not hitting it is the internal beliefs is what's it going to mean when I make that kind of money? Yeah. Another thing, there's a big shift going from six figures, multiple six figures to seven figures. And the big shift is leadership. And so you go from getting yourself to do something to, I have to now get my team to do stuff and I need our team to be on the same page and I have to be able to lead them well. And so as I'm like working with some of my clients that are doing six and multiple six figures, this is where I'm really coaching them on because this is where I see like they're getting stuck. And so now my big shift is like, we have to work on developing your leadership skills so we can really lead our people for them to take action. Yeah. Yeah. This is huge. This is huge. It's kind of this invisible thing, but actually is the key thing. The 100%. key thing. hundred percent. I'm constantly reading like leadership books and studying leadership. Yeah, absolutely. And it is important, isn't it? And this, I guess is masterminds and also getting other people's perspectives and yeah. saying, actually, what is missing in my business? Like what, where's the gap? What should I be thinking next? Yeah. But I think what it's allowing yourself having the time and the space and the day and the space to be able to have this kind of thoughts is the yes. key point. You have to have white space on your calendar where you're not working. So like, as I was setting up this year, I am very intentional about creating white space on Fridays. And then now the last week of the month on almost every single month where I have time off where I'm not doing interviews, I'm not doing coaching calls, I'm not doing any of that stuff because you need to take like space where you can actually process what's happening and then create a a game plan and strategize. If you're just go, 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 go all the time, you end up going and then you're like, what just happened? And then you're like, oh crap. Uh, So you have to create that, that white space for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Any use, what have you used on other new kind of ad strategies like LinkedIn ads, TikTok ads? Have you tried it? What are your thoughts around that? I haven't done any of it. <laughs> nope. Maybe we'll see if we'll we'll play around with that. But no, we've lit- literally just done Pinterest and Facebook. That's it. Amazing. So maybe for our listeners, what programs do you have happening? Is there something that could be for different levels? Anything you can share? Let's say someone's listening, be like, wow, I want to enter Rachel's world where obviously your challenge, but anything else that uh, you want to share? Yeah. So success without stress is coming out right after the challenge. And that will be the program where I'll show you how to really create a business working 20 hours a week or less. And then we're launching the impact partnership, which is a higher level mastermind for entrepreneurs um, that really want to grow and scale their business while working less. And we have some epic events planned in France, um, in Orlando, in Chicago, my, and then in Senegal too, where my husband's from and show them the businesses that we have set up there. And the whole goal of that program is to really work with entrepreneurs to help them come together and really focus on their leadership and growing as better leaders so they can grow and scale their company, but also make a giant impact in the world. So that I'm really excited for that one too. Wow. Amazing. There's something so special about face-to-face retreats and events like that, isn't it? Where you're out of your normal environment. 
the breakthrough really happens there. Like at when you get at like Zoom is great and we can do a lot on Zoom, but it's like when you can physically touch the person and then sit down and like work with them, cry with them, like all these things, that's when you really get to see a huge shift and transformation. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Exciting. Well, what exciting thing. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for your time. Yeah. This was amazing. And of course, we'll link up all the details in the show notes. And I guess we'll leave. And where's where's the best place where you hang out that people can dive into your world? I guess it's your podcast, right? Yeah. So the She's Making an Impact podcast is a great place. And then um, the She's Making an Impact Facebook group. We have 18,000 entrepreneurs in there. So you can just search that. And then Instagram, She's Making an Impact. You can shoot me a DM there too. Amazing. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah. Thanks for having me. One of the problems so many outstanding experts face is what I call an invisible expert trap. This is where you post three to four times a week and 70% of your content is incredible information. And this information itself can change people's lives. But no one seems to care. No one's asking to buy from you every day. And the truth is you're not quite sure where your next client is coming from. And business feels really unstable. You don't have consistent sales or consistent cash flow in your business. And you you can't predict how much money you're going to make in the next month or the next quarter. This is what I see so many outstanding coaches, experts, service providers face. Even though their results are incredible, they have client testimonials, people tell them all the time, I'm not sure why you're not fully booked. If that sounds like you, I have something very special for you. I am running an incredibly powerful masterclass where I will show you how to avoid this trap, how to create consistent sales in your business, and how to turn your business into cash generating machine. All you need to do is send me an email on contact at bossyheels.com or send me a DM on Instagram on Bossy Heels Club and I will send you an invite.